don't talk too much. Just talk a little bit. You don't eat much, you don't talk much. <laughs> I'm just listening. This is the Just Listening Podcast with pizza artist Eric John. Okay, hello everybody and welcome to the show today. This is Shut Up, You're Always Talking. I'm pizza artist Eric John and this is usually the part of the show where I tell you all about Yacht Club Soda. Um, But I'm not going to do that today because I have the man himself, John Scombato, is here uh, he's on the show today. He is my guest. And so uh, we're going to talk a lot about Yacht Club Soda and maybe some other stuff too. So, John, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Eric. Yeah, dude. Thanks for coming on. Um, so uh, just for people uh, listening, John and I have actually known each other quite a long time. We used to play football sometimes back down uh, down at Ritchie Middle School uh, field on occasion. Um, and uh, and uh, we both grew up in the same hometown. And uh, John's family has owned and operated Yacht Club Soda since when, John? Uh, well, they bought, we, we bought it in 1961. 1961. How long has uh, the company been around? My family had been here since 1935. Wow, that's amazing. Um, so when did, tell everybody, when did you take over operations of this, of Rhode Island's official soda? Uh, let's see. I, I, I kind of like gradually took it over you know being a family business and and things like that but um really started running all of the day-to-day probably let's see uh probably 2005 2006 and what what was the difference between kind of what your conception was of running a business a small business um, and trying to grow a small business and then sort of the reality of it after like the first few years of actually doing it. Uh, it's a lot harder than it looks. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's just, uh, like you might have ideas, but it's really hard to, um, to make them happen. Um, so there's always a hurdle. There's always a hoop. There's always something else to do before you can actually do what you want. So there's a lot of stuff that you might not want to do to grow the business, but you have to do it. Um, so the first few years we're doing a lot of the dirty work that, um, you know, like, uh, just getting our name out there, doing events, handing out free samples, just, you know, doing whatever I could to get the product out and to, to let people know that we were still here. Like, uh, cause it kind of, uh, the, the brand didn't die, but it was, uh, it wasn't as well known as it is now. So, uh, on top of the advertising, what are some of the other things that you've, that you've done since sort of taking over the operations? Um, you know, what are some of the big changes that you, that you've made? Uh, well, you know, we come out, we have like seasonal flavors now. Um, we also did, uh, like fun election sodas, which, um, for the presidential election, which really got our name out there basically nationwide, which, you know, helped online sales and which is something else that I implemented was online sales. Um, so we ship anywhere in the country, uh, for a flat rate. And, uh, you know, it's just, uh, it's more or less, it's, it's all about marketing and getting your name out there. Um, cause once people try it, we really have a good return customer rate. It's more or less getting that new customer. Now, before you took it over, uh, your dad ran things. 
And um, of course, your, your dad passed away a few years ago. Um, yeah. Did you find that the older generation or the previous generation um, was a, a little bit more adverse to the even even the idea of marketing than maybe you or I are? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, it was almost like a, it was like a dirty word. Um, yeah, we wouldn't you wouldn't waste money on something like that. Um, it's yeah, the times have changed. I remember when I like branded our boxes and my dad thought the world was ending. Um, <laughs> uh, but it was, uh, yeah, it was definitely a different, a different train of thought, a different mind, uh, set, but I mean, it works. We all, you know, he fed us every week. We had a good life. It wasn't like we weren't, um, we were, we were struggling every day and he did well for us, but, um, marketing had definitely helped grow the business. Yeah, I just had um, Kirk Bazigian on the show, who um, who was um, I'm not sure, I'm not sure if you know him because he's also local, um, uh, but he uh, he was a big marketing guru over at Hasbro, and he was in charge of the WWF action figures and GI Joe and all that stuff. And he told me that the most important thing that Hasbro did, especially in the sort of the boys' toys area that he was in, was marketing. He said that that was that was everything. Everything was marketing and advertising. That was ninety percent of their success, like hinged on uh, on marketing. Um, do you feel like the more you've done it? I mean, you mentioned the presidential pizza poll thing, um, yeah. getting a lot of attention. Um, you know, do you do you find that with marketing? It's a lot of it is throwing stuff against the wall and seeing what sticks and you're not going to hit it right every time. But um, but that it's again, that it is so necessary just in terms of getting that product name in people's heads. Um, yeah, it's, it's brand awareness. That's it's, it's everything. Um, but yeah, no, definitely it is. It is about, you know, throwing ideas against the wall. Not everything's going to work. Um, try to make it as cost effective as possible. Like we've, we've pretty much, um, we, we've, we've gone just to social media. We are on the, the three big platforms and we're, we are on YouTube too. Um, we actually just opened up a TikTok account, but there's like, we're just, we're doing social. We're trying to, um, you know, just edu show people what we do. Um, you know, show them the process, show like get, get them engaged in like, Hey, this is like a, a cool local company. Come see it. Yeah, exactly. I mean, the, the, you said it perfectly when you said brand awareness, you know, people have this misconception that marketing is, you know, you throw out an advertisement and then you're hoping someone sees the ad and is like, Oh, I got to run out right now. And grab some yacht club soda or some some deep Palmieri's pizza. But yeah. in actuality, what you're trying to do is is that you know when that person say a month later is thinking, oh, I need to order some soda for my for my party. I want some drinks. That the first thing that's going to pop in their head is yacht club soda because they saw all those ads and they saw all that stuff. Um, exactly, exactly. It's it's about planting the seed. It, it's really that. It's and, and hopefully nurturing that seed and you know growing a customer. That's, that's that's basically how I describe it. Why do you think there's such a large misconception amongst sort of the the public in general about what it's like to run a business um, and and just exactly how hard it is? <laughs> well, you don't get paid for the hours you work. Um, that's that's definitely um, something people don't realize. Um, 
you're working all the time. You, you never really stop. So it, it, it's really hard to do. It's, it's, it's very time consuming. Um, you, it can take over your life if you're not careful. You need to, you know, make, make sure you're making time for your family and doing the dark, doing the things you're, you're, you're working for. Uh, because you can really get into a tunnel and, and just focus on the business. So it, it, it is a, it, it's quite an undertaking and you definitely need help um, whenever you can find it. And, and how do you find that balance? Um, through practice. Uh, really, it was, um, you know, having kids and, you know, they're, they're the most important things in my life. So I, I've, I've learned how to navigate my schedule and to, uh, you know, delegate things that I might have done by myself before to other people, um, you know, just trying to trying to make things work. Um, so that way, family time is my most important thing. Exactly. Yeah. One thing I've always said is that it's it's not you don't call it a business family. It's family business. Right. The, the family part has Comes to first. come first because um, you're right. That's what you're doing it for. Um, how would you characterize the overall sort of business climate uh, or, or let's say the, the um, business environment in the country? But even uh, in Rhode Island specifically, just in terms of, you know, the the regulations, um, the different kinds of laws they try to pass, um, you know, what like if if. If the governor, if, if I was the governor right now, and you were sitting here with the governor of Rhode Island, Dan McKee, and you were talking mm-hmm. to him, you know, what kind of what kind of basic things would you say? He's supposed to be small business friendly, right? What would you say to him um, about what the climate is like? I mean, just just in general, I think you know the the overarching um, regulation from the legislature is is really hard to deal with because every year they try to pass some kind of bill that'll that'll impact our business in a negative way. So we, we've actually joined up with other beverage people in the state to try to um, uh, fight this legislation on a yearly basis. It's, it's really a, it's, it's a hard thing. Like the sugar tax, um, two cents an ounce on our product, which is already a premium product priced in the higher end of the market would basically put us out of business. Um, and then you have like they 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 try to um, you know just they try they try to enact some sort of bill that'll negatively impact our business almost every year, and so it's just really uh, it's always a constant struggle and fight to um, feel like you can make it here. But we're doing it, and you know we're we're fighting the good fight, so we're we're, we're doing our best. Have you ever even entertained the idea of moving out of the state because of the climate? I'm not going to say it didn't cross my mind, but it never really truly like seriously happened in my mind. Like I, I feel like if that ever comes to be, it'd be a really sad day because we've been here, I mean, 1915, this is, we've been in the same spot. So I, yeah, that would be, That'd be a very difficult pill to swallow if we had to do that. Yeah, I think that's something people don't understand either is uh, a lot of times people say, oh, you don't like this climate or you don't like this uh, legislation, then why don't you just move somewhere else? It's not that simple. Um, There's history. There's a, you know, when when you're building, especially a local business, um, and obviously you're trying to grow the business beyond just being local, but also national and even uh, potentially international. 
But a local business, you know, so much of the business's success is its its notoriety and its and its brand, the brand awareness in the local community. For you to just pick up and move somewhere else to, I don't know, Tennessee. Yeah. Aside from just the logistics of it, um, it would have things would have to get really really bad, um, you know, for for someone for a business owner to get to that place. Um, Sorry about that. Oh, that's okay. Don't worry about it. <laughs> look, 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 the guy's working. The phone never stops ringing. I know exactly what it's like. It doesn't stop. And that's a good thing. Uh, that's a good thing when the phone is ringing. Um, so, so the other thing I was wondering is if you didn't have this business that sort of already there for you to kind of step into and take over, um, you know, you're in the same situation I'm in. Um, yeah. you know, a business, a family business, it's been around a long time. People know it, it's established. Do you think given the climate today, um, and especially here in the state of Rhode Island, would you even entertain the idea of trying to start a business from scratch? Or do you think that entrepreneurial drive in you is so strong that you probably would still try to do something like that? I can't imagine working for somebody else. So, <laughs> so either way, yeah. you'd be you'd be trying to start something. I'd be doing something. Um, yeah, I don't think I think that drive is is deep in me, and I don't I can't see myself not trying to do it on my own, or you know, running my own thing or creating my own thing. Um, yeah. Do you think a lot yeah, of people are deterred from starting a new business because it's it's there's so much red tape and so many things and hoops you have to jump through to do it? Yeah, I do. I definitely do. I mean, and you have to, you have to pretty much, um, the first few years in business here, you're lucky to break even. If you break even, you're a success. So it's really hard. It's a struggle. So, I mean, anyone starting up, they have to know that. And if they don't know that, then they're, they're in trouble, you know? So let's talk a little bit about the soda. Um, have you, what, I mean, I'm not asking, I'm not going to ask you what's the recipe for the soda, but what, yeah. what kind of sets your soda apart from other sort of independently produced sodas? And, and even maybe uh, talk a little bit about what makes it different from sort of the big brand names like Coca-Cola and Sprite and uh, Pepsi and all those things. Well, I mean, we're, we're a small batch, which is, uh, which is a big thing. We have a lot of, um, a lot of control over our product. Uh, we use cane sugar, which is a huge difference. Uh, the glass bottles make the, you know, they they make the product. So you got you have a glass bottle, which uh, when the when the product enters that bottle, it never changes. It doesn't it doesn't uh, deteriorate for over two years. Uh, so you're getting the product that we made. So you get a can or, or, or a plastic bottle, which is the, the absolute worst. Um, plastic starts eating away at that flavor as soon as it goes in. Uh, so it, 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 there's a big difference there, just in quality of product. Um, and, you know, we're, again, we're small batch, so we make uh, a premium product. So we use like higher end flavorings and ingredients, uh, not necessarily the cookie cutter stuff that's really super cheap from flavor houses. We're looking for the best that you can get. Um, so we're not looking at price. We're looking at quality. So see, now that's interesting. I didn't know that about aluminum and plastic. Um, do you think that that's, is that part of the reason you think that brands like Coca-Cola, for instance, 
um, put so much processed sugar in their drinks is because they know that the sweetness of it is going to deteriorate even just just even like you said from the second it goes in is that part of the reason um that and i mean people are just they they really love sugar and they're addicted to it so (laughs) i mean they they like that that sugary content like we use a a, it's called bricks like the amount of sugar that's in your product we use a much uh, lighter bricks than almost any other soda manufacturer because um, we want the flavor to shine through, not necessarily the sugar. So what I'm, the other thing I'm wondering, too, is so how much sugar would you say is in just in terms of grams, right? How much now we know you, you use cane sugar. It's different than processed yeah. sugar. But how many grams of sugar are in your sodas, let's say, compared to Coca-Cola Classic? All right. So like. Coke is somewhere between, I, I can't really remember off the top of my head, but I think it's like 48 to like 52 grams in a bottle, like a 12 ounce bottle. And we're at like 32 to 35. So would a, would a, would a tax on sugar, um, it, you, you would think that it would penalize a company like Coke more than it would you just because um, they have more sugar. But I have a feeling that that's not really the case. Can you maybe explain why a tax like that would actually harm a independent producer like yourself, as opposed to a big multinational corporation like Coca-Cola, even though they use a lot more sugar? Yeah, I mean, well, they can absorb it. They're, they're so big. Um, they're, they're, they, can, they can just absorb it and basically write it off. We're, we're, we're looking for that sale that we're not going to get anymore. Um, so it, it's, it's really... Uh, it's debilitating for a small business. Um, we have a um, local manufacturers group um, of bottlers in New England, and like we we have all fought it in every state. Um, basically, Rhode Island's the only one still trying to push it. Every other state basically gave it up. Um, but this was the first year in about seven or eight years I didn't have to write a letter to the legislature or, or testify against it, which was it was a blessing. So hopefully they don't uh, try to pop it in late into the into the session. But uh, hopefully this is a, a good sign for the future. And you mentioned um, you know a group of you fighting these kinds of regulations. I'm wondering is are Coca Cola and Pepsi also fighting these kinds of regulations? Yeah, they're actually in a Rhode Island group that I'm in. Um, we're we're all together fighting it. Uh, <laughs> uh, it, it was we had a meeting uh, earlier this year with with all of them: um, Polar, uh, Coke, Pepsi, um, Schweppes, uh, you know, Granny Squibb, another local company. Uh, so we are, we're all we're all together on that front. Well, that's uh, that's good to hear, actually, because. Um, you know, like you said, I think the the fact of the matter is, is if even if a law like this went into effect, a company like Coca-Cola, all it's really going to do, it's going to make things more expensive for them, um, not necessarily more expensive yeah. for them, but it's going to make things more expensive for the consumer, which means, you know, they do have to make some adjustments, but it's going to also have the uh, other effect of pushing competition, smaller competition out of the marketplace um, which is going to actually raise their bottom line. So yeah. you know, the fact that they probably know that even if a tax like that went through, they're probably still going to benefit in sort of these other ancillary types of ways. 
the fact that they're still out there trying to fight against it and joining forces with smaller um, companies who are, you know, also their competition. It's 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 pretty nice to see, I have to say. Um, yeah, it was. I mean, they're 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 actually really good to deal with. Um, I have no like ill will towards them. We're not really competitors. I think we have a completely different product. Um, so you know, it is it is a soda, but theirs is different. You know, that's Mine's different. that's a really then, good way of thinking about it. You know, just be you know, it's sort of like just because um, there's two cereal companies doesn't mean they're necessarily directly competing with each other, right? I don't I don't think anyone would accuse uh, Kashi granola cereal as competing with Fruit Loops, right? It's it's two exactly. totally different things. Um, well, that's interesting. Um, the you know how much time you know how much time does it take out of the time you could be spending being productive? Um, to try to fight these types of regulations that you know would could could potentially put you out of business completely. I mean, too much, but where you have to, um, you have to make the time. You just do, and it does take away from other things. And um, you know, we always want to be more productive than than you are. But it, I mean, if it's gonna, you have to take that time because if those things do pass and they do become law. It's basically crippling you as a, as a business and a family. So, I mean, that I have to support my family and I couldn't do it with some of these laws that they try to pass. Yeah. And I think the other thing that people have to keep in mind as well is that, you know, if, if they pass a, a, a law like a sugar tax that, let's say, puts where, where to put a company like Yacht Club out of business, it's not like it'd be even difficult for you to go, go ahead and then sell the business because, you know, the oh, yeah, it's the not going to be worth as much to somebody yeah. Yeah. knowing that the the company had to go out of business just because of the climate. Um, it's not even like you'd be able to just sell it and walk away and do something else or whatever. It, it would make that process even more difficult. Do you have any idea why they target drinks specifically and not other types of sugary foods? I mean, we sell sugary foods at the bakery, right? We have Danish and pastries and things yeah. like that. Why drinks? It just seems to be the thing that they found as an easy target. Um, like they could, honestly, why not? Why not just tax sugar? Like we all use it as a raw ingredient, but they don't. They don't even look that way. Um, it's not like I want it to happen, but it would be at least fair. Uh, <laughs> what do you think their motivation is, John? Uh, I don't know. I some, I really I can't get into their. Yeah, head. I have no. Yeah. I've tried to speak with some of them. Um, I have spoken with, with some of the people that have uh, sponsored the bills, and I've had others say that they would talk to me and then completely ignore my messages or phone calls. So um, they, some of them just don't want to talk. They don't want to hear my side. I don't, I don't understand why. I mean, I, I'm directly affected by it. Uh, but yeah, I, I don't know. It's just one of those things and you have to deal with it. Well, for people listening, I'm, you know, obviously there's no video for this podcast at the moment, but right now I'm talking to John and he's got his camera on and I can see behind him. He, there's this beautiful factory with all this shiny equipment and there's some, uh, bottles of yacht club in the background. There's this bright blue, blue raspberry, which, which I can tell you from experience is the most, it's the most popular flavor um that uh we sell at the bakery is the blue the blue raspberry just flies off the shelf people love it um is has, what's is that your most popular flavor john is the blue raspberry or are there some other ones that are sort of in contention well root beers are most popular uh we sell a lot of root beer um blue ras 
was uh, when was that made? We made that in twenty. I think we came out with that in twenty fourteen, um, and it has soared up our sales list. It's probably our number three flavor right now, which is spectacular. Um, that was a. Uh, it was it was my wife's. Um, it was her. She, it was her fault. We made it. <laughs> and, and, and I, uh, I thank her for it. So, yeah. Well, I mean, I'll tell you, this is a perfect part of the conversation where I can tell people who are listening de- definitely go to yachtclubsoda.com and check it. Just, just check out the flavors. Um, they're amazing. It, it's, it's stuff that you can't find anywhere else. Um, and you know, it's, it's so amazing the technology that's available to us where we can, you know, that you can go online and order soda from a family business that's local in Rhode Island. Even if you live in California or you live in Montana or Kansas or wherever you live, that you can actually go online and get soda from a, you know, a a small family business in Rhode Island that's making these really unique sodas. It's, 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 it's almost like a miracle when you think about it. It's pretty amazing um, how it all works. Um, Do you guys ship like, do you do all the shipping yourself or do you contract with another company? Like, like explain to people how that process actually works. Uh, we, we ship out like three times a week from here. So what we do is we get our orders. Um, a lot of them are mixed 12 packs. So you can mix a, your own variety. You don't have to get like one of one, like a 12 pack of a flavor. You can get one of 12, one bottle of each for 12 bottles. Um, we're, we're very open to mixing them up. We want people to try different things. Um, so we get the orders in, we we package them up and we uh, drop ship them. Usually UPS, they get there in a, in a day to three days to wherever in the country. Amazing, amazing. Now, one thing uh, people might not know is that both John and I um, sent something, a little something of our of our product over to a certain Mister Dave Portnoy during <laughs> the unboxing event during the pandemic. Right. So for people that don't know. Um, Dave Portnoy, Barstool Sports, El Presidente, um, during the pandemic, um, when he was kind of like locked in his apartment or whatever in New York City, did this whole series of unboxings where he basically gave out his address uh, and told people to send, just send them, if people wanted to send him stuff, he would open it on on a live stream. And I got to tell you, there's few things that captivated me more than watching these unboxings. I don't know what it what it was. It was something yeah, about... What did you say? I don't know what it was either, but it was. It was like uh, like what's it going to be? Like the surprise of like yeah. you know. What? And then so um, I remember I knew John had told me that he had sent him something and I had sent him something. So we were both watching and waiting, you know, hoping that it would get there in time for him to be able to open it. And sure enough, um, he did. He I had sent a framed print of a bar stool pizza that I had made, and John sent. Uh, a case of was it orange cream or just regular orange? Uh, orange soda. He loves orange soda. Orange right? soda, I, right? So I remember. I remember during the stream. Uh, I think you commented, uh, or you, or in a p- social media post, you commented um, in, in real time. I remember you said because he he put it in the freezer because he wanted to yeah. cool it down so he could drink it, and you said please don't forget that that's in the freezer because it's going <laughs> to explode. Is there part of yeah. what part of you really wants to know? Like did, did, did that thing explode in his freezer or do you think that I he know, took right? it out and I drank really it? Wonder. He was pretty hyped up. I don't know. He probably ended up breaking <laughs> it pretty quick. <laughs> All right. Well, I, I definitely, like I, I'm curious for you. Like I want to know if, yeah. <laughs> if he opened his freezer the next, next day and it was, we got, 
Just like we have a lot of uh, great reviews from Frank the Tank too. Oh no way! That's cool. Yeah. What did he say? Yeah. He 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 loves the root beer, the sarsaparilla, and like he was saying how it's like the orange cream is probably the best he's ever had, and he like grew up on orange cream. Oh no way! What is it? Yeah. He. What does it mean to you Frank when somebody? Tank. I mean, not even you know. Not even like a celebrity or someone who's sort of well known, yeah. but even just the average person. Like, what does it mean to you when they tell you how much they love your product and, or even just how much your product means to their, you know, when they have an event or a birthday party or some sort of get together? And what does that mean to you? Uh, it means everything. I mean, I, I just found out that there's like a string of yacht club tattoos around. <laughs> really? <laughs> I was like, what? This is insane. I had no idea. Wow, yeah, no. that's amazing. Yeah, yeah. I, I found this out just recently. I was like, what? Like, yeah. Well, you know what? You kind of make it, look, I'm going to tell you, and I think you've done a great job with the brand awareness and tying the brand to Rhode Island. There's a lot of people in Rhode Island who, you know, we have very specific things here that are sort of unique to Rhode Island. And I think you've done a good job of, of adding Yacht Club Soda to the list of other things like Dell's Lemonade and yeah. the Big Blue Bug and uh, Newport Creamery and all these other sort of brands, Benny's, right? Things that people yeah. associate with Rhode Island specifically. Um, I, I bet you there's a lot of people out there with a Dell's Lemon tattoo or a Benny's tattoo, right? Who, people who just yeah. love being from Rhode Island and have a lot of Rhode Island pride. Um, you know, I'm almost not, I'm actually kind of, now that we're talking about it, not that shocked. I think you've done a great job of, of marketing it that way. Um, Thanks. is Yacht Club like actually the official soda of Rhode Island? It is. It was passed by the, um, the house and, and signed into Wow. That's, that's, yeah. that's incredible. That's who was, who was the legislator who put that in? I believe it was, uh, it was a group of them, and I can't really remember offhand, but I know Doc Corbasi had something to do with it. He's a North Providence rep. Oh, that's cool. That's cool as hell. Um, yeah, man, that's awesome. And I think, yeah, I think, look, that's the power of, of marketing. And, you know, I, I said when I was talking to Kirk, again, Kirk Bazigian, who's a marketing whiz, one of the best there is yeah. in the world at marketing, um, you know, I asked him, I said, what do you, how do you react to people who say that marketing is just a sophisticated form of manipulation? And his response to me was, um, you know, that he understands, he gets why people might say that, but that, you know, marketing, advertising can only convince you uh, to buy something once. If you, mm -hmm. right, if, you, if, if someone, if you, someone hears, oh, Yacht Club Soda, official Rhode Island Soda, oh, I got to have this at my party, it's, you know, whatever, and then they have the product, if, if they don't like the product, you know, the advertising can't convince them to like the product, right, and, exactly. or if, 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 um, if the marketing is false, let's say, you know, all of your bottling was done in Delaware, Right. Uh, one of Joe yeah. Biden's factories, let's say that he owns he has some, <laughs> and someone finds this out. They're like, oh, this isn't Rhode Island. This isn't even bottled in Rhode Island. Like it's, they're not going to buy your stuff again. Right. So, yeah, I, I think, you know, I, I just I think marketing is so fascinating and I I'm always fascinated by people who are able to figure out a way to do it well. I think you've done it really well. Um, and I think that, look, when people think about soda and Rhode Island, they're going to think of Yacht Club. And I think that that's, that's a testament to you. You've done that, you know, uh, yourself. Yeah. So um, many congratulations to you. And I think that other businesses can really learn from that. Find a way to make your product, 
you know, interesting and unique and, and, and find a way to make it mean something to people. Um, well, when, when we rebranded, um, well, we didn't like, we like re- updated our, our labeling and things like that. Um, one of my goals was to incorporate Rhode Island into it more. So what we did was we took um, hand painted artwork from Rhode Island artists and made them all the backgrounds of our labels. So every background and every flavor is a different place in Rhode Island painted by a Rhode Island artist. See, look, look, anyone who's listening who owns a business, runs a business, this is master class right here. Um, and look, John, listen to what John's saying, right? He's saying, not only did you do this, but you made sure to let people know this is what you're doing, right? You, you say, yeah, like, check out our bottles, our labels. These are local artists. But you didn't just have local artists do it and then not tell anybody about it and just hope they notice the yep. labels. No, you have to let people know these things. Um, yep. Everything, all our artwork on the backgrounds, even our presidential labels are all done by Rhode Island artists. What are, what are some of your favorite Rhode Island brands? Oh, geez. Let me see. Um, Anything you remember I'm, from your childhood growing up? Like, because like, again, I remember Yacht Club Soda growing up, you know, living yeah. in North Providence, Rhode Island and the factory stores right there and, you know, is there anything like that for you? I mean, I always love going to Iggy's and things like that. Like, like just like nostalgic places. Um, so like, like that kind of thing is more for me, like, um, more, not necessarily brands, just, uh, you know, locations or, or like eateries and things like that. That's what I remember when I was growing up. Yeah. Iggy's is one of those places. So for people listening, Iggy's is a place in Rhode Island that makes, it's sort of famous for making clam cakes and doughboys. Um, yeah. And a dough boy, for people that don't know, that's sort of a Rhode Island slang for fried dough, you know, that you might get at a carnival or something like that. Um, yeah, but a Niggy's dough boy is different than most. It's 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 more of the like one that we would. Know. It's its own uh, thing. But, it's its own yeah. thing. Um, yeah, I remember the um, the Rocky Point Chowder House um, and yeah. not the not the small little business, but the um, what was it called? Oh, the, it was called the Shore Dining Hall. Do you remember Shore Dining Hall? Shore yeah. Dining Hall. It was this big, and I remember it being red. Maybe it was brown. It was red. It was red. I think it was red. Big red so. building. It looked like a giant barn. And it was at Rocky Point Park, uh, which was an amusement park that's been closed a long time. Um, mm-hmm. Right down in Warwick, Rhode Island, right by the water. And uh, you went in, and it was this big, big dinner hall with lots of long, long tables. You'd sit down with like three other families, um, and you would get clam cakes and chowder and uh fresh sliced watermelon or corn on the cob it was you know and it the whole thing was like an experience um you know and that's been gone a long time uh you know there's lots of places that have been gone. Benny's is another place you know people yeah. people would specifically Benny's was a hardware store in Rhode Island and people would go there as opposed to Lowe's or Home Depot or any of these other yeah. places just because you know, it was like, no, this is Rhode Island. We shop at Benny's. Like, it was that sort of yeah. thing. Um, I even got my kid's first bike there, just like just like I got mine, I think, you know? <laughs> yeah, and, and a bit part, of, part of that decision was like, oh, we got to get the kids a bike. Like, oh, I got to get it from Benny's. Like, yeah, right. it was just like we went there for a lot of stuff. It was, it was sad when they closed because it was definitely a store that we frequented. It wasn't like one of those stores that, oh, we're sad they closed, but we haven't been there in 10 years. Like... No, we went there a lot. <laughs> I, uh, you know, your soda is just so legendary in in my mind and my memory. And um, you know, I'm I'm almost forty years old now. And there's a, a guy that works at the bakery, younger guys in his early twenties. I think he just turned twenty. 
and um, he was drinking one of your sodas the other day, and he he, he said, he goes, man, I'm just, I'm just obsessed with this stuff. He's like, I just lo- <laughs> I love it. I can't stop. Drink- I think he was drinking a, a cream. He was drinking a cream soda. Yeah. And um, he's like, I just, I just, I love it. I can't stop drinking it, you know. And and it wasn't in, it wasn't in like a like um like a crack addict addicted kind of way. Yeah. It was just, it's the whole thing. It's just, it's you know, being able to give someone an experience through your product. I mean, even something as simple as drinking a soda. You know, there's something different about drinking a yacht club soda than drinking a Coca Cola. It's just, it tastes different. It's, it's again, yeah. it comes in the glass bottle, which you know, it just, it, it's there's something about the glass bottle that just makes it feel different when you're drinking it. It's, it's so hard to even explain. It's just these intangible things that happen when you're, you know, when you're, when you're engaging with any kind of a product that it, it feels personal. It doesn't feel sterile. It's just, I don't know. All, and, and a lot of these things I think are subconscious to most people. They don't even realize it's happening. They don't. Yeah. They, they just, they just do it and they're like, Oh, this is great. And that's, you know, it's, it's wonderful, but yeah, it's nice when you hear people say, "Yeah, it, you know." And people, do you think it's funny how people, how what creatures of habit they are when it comes to products? Like, can you imagine just what would happen if if you decided to change from glass bottles to plastic bottles? The, the, oh my what god! You, the, I, I mean, no. What the onslaught <laughs> would be from your customers? No, no, I couldn't do that. I couldn't. Uh, glass is the way we're going to be um, as long as I own it. Um, you know, we might come out with the if we ever did something in another container it wouldn't be the yacht club brand i think so, we tried to like change our pizza boxes one time needs to be in a glass box. oh right. god your pizza box has been the same my whole life no way <laughs> yeah i think we tried well you know when i was a kid our, our so for people who are listening again this is a very rhode island ep- this is a rhode island episode so um, you know, when I'm saying when I say pizza boxes, I'm not talking about the big square pizza boxes that you get from a delivery place. I'm talking about these sort of more rectangular, uh, deeper sort of, you know, they're about, you know, maybe three inches deep uh, bakery boxes um, that we put our party strips in our party pizza, the Rhode Island pizza strip. And when I was a kid, they were like a tan brown color. Um, yeah. And then at some point. I don't know if it was, again, the boxes were less expensive or something, but we switched to white at some point. And I remember at the time, like most people were fine with it, but like I, even I still had this nostalgic feeling for the old brown boxes. Like I just, you know, there's something about it. Yeah, but you can't go back now. Yeah, now it's too late. Now, forget it. Now, now people get mad if we do yeah. go back. They're like, what is this brown box? It's, you know, what is yeah. this crap? You know, they, they want the white box now. But like even something yeah. like that, people just, they, they, you know, any little change you make can have a huge impact on your business and all these decisions matter. How much time would you say you spend? And you mentioned earlier that you, you're really, you're working all the time. And I'm assuming a lot of that is even just like you're sitting down at the end of the day and maybe you're watching TV or something, but in your head, you're thinking about it. You're thinking about, okay, this idea or a different idea. How much time would you spend? You just how much time would you say you just spend thinking about your business and your product? Um, I, I don't think I could calculate it. it, it it's, it's really never ending because uh, you always have some kind of earworm and you're, you're always thinking about something or, you know, how to attack something or, or how you want to bring something to market or, you know, I mean, right now we're going through, um, uh, we're trying to upgrade our line. 
uh, which is you know, a huge undertaking. Um, I have equipment uh, being uh, remanufactured. It adds so color to the interview, believe me. Yeah, no, so I'm having equipment, equipment being remanufactured um, because we want to use older style antique equipment for our manufacturing uh, because we feel like the process is, is uh, superior. Uh, so um, I sent out the stuff in August of uh, 2022 and we're, we've, Received uh, the carbonator back, which is like the heart of the whole thing. Um, we're still waiting on a filler, uh, which is uh, being assembled as we speak. So hopefully um, we'll be able to get the line up and running by fall and we'll increase capacity. And uh, also we're getting a, a new labeling system, which will allow us to do... Um, more special runs, limited editions, um, even like weddings, corporate events, like brand, like specialty brand, a, a yacht club label for your event um, type thing. So that's another way we're trying to grow the business and uh, market to um, venues. You know, when you, you were just talking about doing limited runs of different labels and things, and, and immediately I felt this rush of like, Oh man, I need to start collecting these bottles. Like I, I just feel yeah. like I'm telling you with the artwork and everything. Like yeah, I'm, I, I yeah, they might just be one offs, or they might be something we bring back on a yearly basis. We don't we don't really know how it's gonna work, or you know, it's it's gonna be like like uh, we're gonna have more fun with with um, flavors and you know, we'll be able to try things and put them to market that we might not have been comfortable with, you know doing big batches of or things like that because we didn't know how they how they would how they would go but like it was an interesting idea or flavor so we're gonna these these things are all gonna come to market now which is really cool well listen i want to say to anyone who's in rhode island listening to this uh get yourself down to north providence and check out the factory store it's really cool you pull you go in there it's it's you pull around the back right and you go in and um you've got the the, the table there, right? It's all the old bottle caps and everything that are yeah. under lamination and all the old boxes. It looks so cool. Um, uh, but you don't have to live in Rhode Island. Like I've said a million times to, to enjoy Yacht Club Soda. Um, you can order it online. You can mix and match like John said. Um, make sure you do it because it's, it's such a great product. And as you can tell, it's made with a lot of love and a lot of energy. Um, this is a family business through and through. I know your brother works there, right? Um, yeah. I know your wife's also yeah. been very involved. I've seen uh, the, the two of you at events. Uh, yeah. You've yeah. got the table set up yeah, and everything. He's very supportive. Yeah. And uh, so, you know, real quickly, how, how important is it um, as an entrepreneur and a, a businessman to have a family and especially a spouse who is supportive of those endeavors? I, you couldn't do it. You couldn't do it. I don't think you could do it. Um, or you wouldn't have a happy marriage, one of the two. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think, again, I think what people don't realize is that this is really is a 24-hour thing. I mean, there's been times where I've been having a conversation with my wife about even even about the kids. And, and a thought will pop in my head just about a podcast that I did the other day or a different idea. And I have to actively, like, try to repress that 
and and shove that away so I can f- actually focus on this other very important conversation that we're having. But it's yeah. it's almost like Sometimes a switch. You can you, it's a switch you can't really turn <laughs> off completely. Um, and it does take a lot of understanding from you know your significant yeah. other and your family. What what do you think? What would what do you think your dad like your dad would say right now if he was here? What would he say about everything you're doing and the the just where the brand is at and what you've done with it? What do you think he would say? Um, I I think he would say I'm crazy and <laughs> yeah. right. Uh, I did good, um, <laughs> but yeah, I I heard him say that a couple of times. Um. <laughs> my John, my yeah, my dad is you know very very much still involved in our business and he, yeah, you know, he's, he still owns the place. He still runs it yeah. right, and he's he tells me I'm crazy all the time with everything yeah. that I'm doing. Even after things are, are, are a success, it's still just that's, you know, and right. And there's some value to that. Right. I mean, these guys, that generation, yeah. they, they also keep you grounded. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Right. Because there's certain uh, aspects. What are the aspects of running a business that sort of aren't as fun or sexy, let's say, as some of the branding and the marketing and all that stuff that's fun. But what are the other stuff, the other things in, in, in your business specifically that you really have to focus on? Um, and if you don't, it everything will just go to hell. Uh, just like inventory control and, um, you know, just uh, keeping up with customers and, and uh, you know, just like all the, like all the little things that you don't even realize you have to do all the time. Like you're constantly contr- uh, keeping track of like, like invoicing, uh, getting paid, seeing who owes you money or, or do you owe money, paying your bills, like all that stuff. It's not, it's not sexy, <laughs> not at all, but it's it, without that, you can't, you can't have a business. And is it, is it easy to, to get distracted from those things or want to put those things off because there's more exciting, fun things that you, you want to be doing, but it's, you know, it, there's a certain discipline to it that, that this older yeah. generation just knows everything they about yeah, they they had that down pat. Um, I wish I had a little bit more of that. Um, <laughs> right. to, to, to tell you the truth, um, I I don't. Um, but I do my best, and and we 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 do our best. Um, but yeah, my my father was was spectacular at that end of it. Um, yeah, he he kept me in line. He actually taught me a lot of that because it, without him, I don't think I could do what I do now because I wouldn't have been able to do all that back stuff. Right. It's a, it's a combination. You, you have to have a little bit of everything. And, um, you know, I, again, I, it's, I've, I love watching success. I love watching people succeed. Um, and I love, I love watching you on Facebook and on social media and in our conversations. And every time you come in, uh, to the bakery to drop off a shipment or whatever, just seeing yeah. how well you're doing and everything it's, it's motivating. And I think it's positive, um, and it should be celebrated. So, um, I'm really psyched that you're so willing to sp- help sponsor the show. Um, I'm very psyched that you're willing to come on and talk a little bit about business and your business and soda and all this stuff. Um, and um, there, why don't you just tell everyone listening where they can find your stuff? I know we've said it a bunch of times, but where can they yeah. find your stuff? And maybe, you know, give again, give them a little bit of something about um, what some new exciting things maybe that they can look forward to in the future. Um, well, you can come right to our factory store. It's 2239 Maryland Spring Avenue in North Providence. So right in the Senadale Bypass, the big uh, red building. You really can't miss it. Uh, it's come in the back parking lot. 
in our factory store is a big sign, a couple of overhead doors, and a, a white entrance door. Um, we actually are now selling uh, a couple other local Rhode Island products. We have Dell's Lemonade in glass bottles, and we have Granny Squib iced teas. Uh, so if you were having a cookout and you're looking for local products, we're a, we're a one-stop shop. Um, and as for, like, like I said, fun things on the horizon is um, you're having a, a wedding, a birthday, a special event, anniversary, corporate event. We're going to be able to do labels for those events. John, thank you so much, man, for coming on. I really appreciate it. And uh, I know I'll be talking to you soon. This is the Just Listening Podcast. I gotta go. Go where? We just got here. I got that thing. I gotta go. With pizza artist Eric John. Uh, wait a couple of minutes. We'll all leave together, okay? This way you don't go out like a bunch of hobos staggering out one at a time. Please like, share, and subscribe.